0: Right now, though, stay tuned for another jolt of inspiration. Welcome everyone to the Divas That Care Network and an episode of Words That Work. And today is Lacey's Purpose, Part Two. I'm your host, Naomi McDonald, an animal communicator, teacher and author dedicated to telling true stories that make a difference in people's lives. In the Lacey's Purpose episodes, we see just how much our pets not only can impact our everyday lives, but they can also guide us down the path of our soul's evolution and bring so much beauty back into our lives. In Lacey's Purpose Part 1, we got to know a persistent Maltese on a mission to allow her dad to love and laugh again, to feel worthy of love despite what he had done. And then we also today will see that our pets can and do come back to us if their purpose remains unfinished. The guiding words that help us understand how our loved ones can come back are from one of my favorite spiritual teachers, Deepak Chopra, And his words are, The world beyond is not separated from this world by an impassable wall. In fact, a single reality embraces all worlds, all times, and all places. And at the end of our lives, we cross over into a new phase of the same soul journey. And I don't know about you, But the thought of our loved ones that have passed being on the same soul journey, that they're still continuing on, is really and truly comforting and beautiful. And it was something that I wanted to know and understand as truth. And unbeknownst to me, late one Saturday afternoon, I was about to see, live and in person, just how true doctor Chopra's words are, and that our pets quite often pull the strings that unravel our tangled hearts, even our wounded hearts, and they can set events in motion that change our lives in the most unimaginable ways. My husband Mac and I stood out my session room at Pause Around Town in Oklahoma City. Mac, or Mr. Efficient, studied the list of my scheduled appointments. Your last one, booked two spots, he said. You're a little behind, as usual. I'll go see if that guy looking at the dog supplements is Larry. Larry? I perked up, suddenly recovering from the lethargy and haze that several back-to-back animal communication sessions often left me in. Does he have a little white dog on his arm? I followed Mac as he meandered through the aisles of collars and leashes, Then I grabbed his arm and kept him from approaching the couple with, you know it, a small white dog. That's the guy I told you about. The guy whose dog said she let his soft hang out. The woman must be his wife. Instead of the biker type sleeveless shirt and boots he wore the last time, the handsome redhead had on a collared, snug-fitting navy polo, tanned chinos and loafers. And Larry glanced down at least nine inches to the woman that stood next to him. And as he asked the dark-haired beauty a question, I could see just how much he adored her. Once they were seated in my session space, he introduced his wife as Sarah. Well, it's great to meet you, Sarah. And then before anyone uttered a word A little white flash leapt from Larry's lap directly into mine. See, I told you, Larry said. She passes Lacey's picky test. I guess she does. Sarah smoothed her red floral dress over her thighs as she glanced around the room. I'm glad I could come this time. On Larry's last visit, I found that Lacey was a determined, no-nonsense kind of girl. So, when I heard a soft word this time, I didn't doubt that I was supposed to share it with Larry and Sarah, and without preamble, I said, (laughs) Jesse. But their reaction was eons away from the smiles and wonder I was used to. It wasn't even the baffled confusion on Larry's face that I had seen the last time. His hands Curled into fists, his eyes squeezed shut, a sob came from deep within his chest, and tears flowed down his face as if released from a dam. And then my worst fear happened so quickly, I couldn't breathe. The man jumped from the chair, glared at me, and said, You're the only woman to make me cry, and this is twice, and I won't have it and he bolted, just bolted out the door like he was on fire. My evolved, centered, confident self went flying right out behind him like so much dandelion fluff. Oh, shit, I squeaked. The only two calm ones in the room were Lacey and Sarah. The little dog watched her dad leave but she made no effort to jump down. Sarah smiled weakly and said, Um, we will be right back. And in a few minutes later, she and Larry were once again in their seats. Larry's square jaw and sky-blue eyes were so tight, he reminded me of a caged bull. I apologize, I said, I certainly did not mean to blindside you. And then I took a deep breath, and that seemed to remind him to take one. And then he said, that was awful. I had no control, and I don't do stuff like that. Well, the name must have been a trigger, and it happened so instantaneously Your ego didn't have a time to mask it over. He quirked a brow. A trigger? I don't get it. Well, when emotions are too raw and tender to look at at the time that they occur, we bury them quite often. And then when the environment is right to process them, they come up. So a word or event can trigger a reaction like the one you just did. And it really is just telling us that something uncomfortable needs to look at, needs to be looked at. Sarah put her hand on Larry's shoulder and said, "'Take another breath, honey, "'before that clenched jaw breaks your teeth. "'It must be time. "'Tell Naomi why we're here.'" I marveled at Sarah. Instead of patronizing or being angry at Larry's behavior, the woman's kind and supportive way made even me more comfortable. Larry cleared his throat. throat) Well, Sarah and I thought it would be fun to know if Lacey could be my first dog come back. And then he hesitated for a little bit, and I could tell it was hard for him to form the word. But then he said, Jessie. it's beyond bizarre that you said that name before we even asked the question about her. Ah, <laughs> I said, understanding why the name had caused his reaction. Yes, it is possible that Lacey and Jessie are different versions of the same dog. But why do you think so? Well, I told you last time my pa got rid of my dog when I was little. I nodded. I remembered. And I had no intention of telling you this part. Matter of fact, I never told anybody until just Sarah the last time I was here. But what I didn't say, what I couldn't say really, was Jesse was our guard dog. And the only time she got off the chain that we kept her hooked to or out of the equipment building that she guarded was when I played with her. God, I loved her. I was an only child, and we were each other's only friend. But one evening, after sitting with her in the building, I didn't get the door closed good. The next morning, she's laying on the porch with the side of her face chewed up and her ear hung off her, just hanging there by a thread. And then Larry paused and I ask, How old were you? And, th- and then an unexpected image floated through my mind. And I said, Jessie was black with floppy ears and a white paw, right? Can you see her? Sarah asked. I just shrugged. I sense her in the room and I I just have an image in my mind. She's here? Larry said. Does she hate me? Oh heavens no. I felt Jesse's whole body wag with the excitement of Larry knowing that she didn't blame him and I beamed. Far from it. She sees only your bright soul, just like Lacey does. But, but she died. My dad wouldn't take her to the vet. I begged and begged and I sobbed. But he shot her. And it was my fault. It was my fault she roamed the woods that night. And I can still hear my pa's words. Stop crying like a girl. You need to toughen up. This is your fault, so man up. And after several long, silent heartbeats, Larry said, I was six. Well, I have to tell you, my heart fell to my stomach like a bomb and it wallered around in there. I knew a trauma happening to someone that young would affect his whole life. Okay, I said. Let's see how Lacey fits in this picture. Please, Sarah said. And then Larry glanced around the room. I wish I could see Jessie. Tell her I'm sorry. You loved her, right? You still loved her? You still love her? more than I ever thought possible. I never loved anything or anyone like that before Lacey and now Sarah. I placed my hand over my heart. She's connected here. Then I tapped my temple, not your head. The love from your heart is what she feels. It's what she has always felt. And it's what all our animals are connected to. Sarah rubbed her arms, and I could see the goose flesh climbing up them. Wow, she said. I can even feel the love in this room. But why now? Why after all this time? And then the next words popped into my head before I had an opportunity to even ask Jesse or Lacey anything, no guilt. And I hesitated. I didn't want a repeat of any kind of a reaction from last time, but I just took a leap and said it, no guilt. And to my surprise, Sarah chuckled. See, I told you that you had nothing to feel guilty about with Jesse. looked at both of them and said, I bet guilt comes up often for you, Mr. Larry. He nodded. Sarah's brown eyes grew round just all the time. Anything that comes up that goes wrong, Larry is guilty. Well, I said, let's see. Now that we know the root of it, Now that we know where it came from, quite often we can ease that. We can heal it and not have so much of it come up in our lives. Yes, yes, yes. Sarah glanced at her husband and a little sheepish grin corked her lips. If that's okay with you, honey. Larry nodded. Do you mind closing your eyes? Are you comfortable with that? Larry nodded. And what I'd like you to do is bring up the memory of Jessie. Imagine in your mind what she looked like. And the big man did close his eyes. And he hummed. He just began rocking back and forth a little bit in his chair. And he hummed. And then in a few minutes he said, I see us. I can see us so clearly, curled up in the dirty old red leather recliner that was in my pa's equipment office. Oh, God, he touched his face. That was some of the only times I felt safe. I always felt happy when Jesse and me were in that old ratty chair. It was like comfort in heaven right here on earth and then Larry's eyes just popped open and a peaceful smile was just remarkable across his face and he said she doesn't blame me does she i don't i i don't feel any blame from her i shook my head She never did blame you. Animals do not regret the past, and they don't worry about the future. So Sarah, I think the answer to your why now question could be that that horrific trauma of Jesse's death and a six-year-old witnessing that was just simply too much for his mind and his heart to cope with. That by itself was a lot, but take away the love and the peace she gave Larry and then add a great big wad of guilt on top of that. I shook my head. There is no way that some protective part of that little boy's soul buried those feelings in a deep, untouchable place. Or it could be that a trauma like that caused to a such a beautiful, innocent soul could shatter it and splinter away. And they only come up to be unburied, or that shattered soul piece returned, when there's a safe, nurturing environment. <laughs> and I chuckled. What better environment than a little white dog, and an understanding wife to feel safe with? Sarah glanced at Larry, or La- Sarah glanced at Lacey still curled up in my lap. She did let his soft hang out. I loved that when Larry came home and said that Lacey told you that the last time. And it. I started putting the two and two together and I realized the truth of it too. I nodded, you know. She sure did. Lacey was the catalyst that opened up and st- started that little boy to return. And Larry, I wouldn't be surprised if since then you laugh more and sometimes you see more beauty around you and you might even be ready for new experiences. No, that you pointed out, he said. Oh, I wouldn't have realized it, but that did come along with her. Mm-hmm. And if Lacey had not appeared on the scene to begin all this, because not everybody has a little white, lovely ball of fur to be their own personal healing machine, but a shaman might do a soul retrieval or a therapist might suggest reconnecting with your inner child i never thought animals had souls sarah said or that they could have a purpose or return in different bodies but it's irrefutable now i mean i don't now i don't see how anybody could have doubted it you know deepak chopra says When we cross over, we're still on the same soul journey that we're on right this minute. And that's beautiful. And our pets have shorter lifetimes. And that can be hard. That can just be some of the hardest experiences that we go through. But it's also comforting to think that their soul can come back in a different form and then they continue with us and teaching us and help us evolve. You did it again, Larry said. I just wanted to know if Lacey and Jesse could be the same. And here we are, once again, on some unexpected road. I know, I know it hurt to be blindsided like that, but you know what it did? It burst open those old memories like an egg and it it spread it all out like an ugly goo. But you know, emotional work like you just experienced can be some of the hardest in our lives to look at that stuff. But when we can find the core like you just did, the beginning of that shutdown, the beginning of the guilt, it opens up an opportunity for sometimes we're even healthier. Sometimes, like what you're experiencing, the little boy comes back, and we do connect with that inner child again. And so, really and truly, it's hard, but it can pay the biggest dividends. Uh, it's a lot to think on, Larry said, and I'm Mom, I really am sorry I bolted on you. Well, I grinned. It was a good thing, really. It just showed me what I needed to do. And I really am. I'm excited for the journey that all three of you are on. And now I know, more than likely, you're tired. And it is a lot to think on and for you to process. And if you have any questions, you have my number. I rose from my chair and I hugged that small, white, beautiful ball of fur. Thank you, Lacey or Jessie. And I handled and I handed her back to her dad. We're so grateful. Sarah hugged me and then took Larry's hand. And like the last time I watched Larry walk out of the store, I was left with, More questions. Larry had mentioned his father briefly, and he had mentioned not feeling safe, but not how he felt about the man and the environment that shaped his life. Lacey, you little sweet ball of fur, you little evolved beautiful soul, what is the next step for that lovely couple? And I think it just might be ancestor work. Join me next time and we can see. And if these stories are a reflection of events in your life, I would love to hear about them or answer any questions you have. Please leave any comments below or go to my website, NaomiB.McDonald.com. My book, Away to Me, My Love. A Sheepdog's Tale of Two Lives recounts my own harrowing experience with my beloved border collie, Luke, or Addie, depending on which lifetime we are referring to. And it's available in libraries and all major booksellers in paperback, audio, and ebook. And thank you, Candice Gish and the Divas the Care Network for allowing me this amazing opportunity to give people a glimpse into the lives of these powerful, awesome animals and their humans. Thank you so much for listening and I'm beyond honored that you did. And namaste, bye until next time. Thanks for listening. This show was brought to you by Divas That Care.